Welcome to Mormon Book Reviews, where an evangelical encounters the restoration. I'm your host, Stephen Pineker, and I have a, I'm very excited to have a very special guest on, uh, Gene Judson, who uh, probably a lot of you know because he posts a lot of stuff on Facebook. Um, he's just this dude who's really cool, and he's found me, my, me and my channel last fall, and it's kind of been a fan and promoter of the channel. And uh, well, I ran into, I got the chance to finally meet him for the first time at Mormon History Association, and then just had another recent interaction with him at Sunstone. And so we're going to talk a little bit about Gene's experiences going to his first Mormon History Association and also volunteering at Sunstone and some really cool stuff that I think we got to get, we got to give a shout out to Lindsay Hansen Park because she's really awesome. And uh, so I want to talk about that. So Gene, it was really cool. Well, first of all, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Steve. It's uh, been fun to be friends with you for almost a year now on Facebook and to see you in person at the Mormon History Association and then to be have our, our little side conversations here and there. Yeah, and you know, you, we were talking off camera. By the way, I got the chance to meet his wonderful wife. Uh, is it okay if I say her name, Michelle? Yeah. yeah. And uh, we had a nice chat with her and and then just you told me about your background and it's quite an interesting story in history, you know? Um, so I was really cool to, to meet her, but you had mentioned that part of the reason you friend requested me was I got to be friends with this guy because. Because you are somebody who could get interviews that John DeLynn couldn't get. You could get authors and Mormon historians that for some reason or other decided not to go on Mormon stories. And I could get updated, fresh access to their, to their information and their latest books on your channel. Cool. Well, that's really cool. And that is one of the unique things about this channel is that the interesting mix of people I'm able to, I can, I can, and it's just, it's been a real blessing to be able to talk to all these interesting people because I got this whole bookshelf here, man, full of these authors who I thought never in a million years would I be having them on my program. Dan Vogel, Richard Bushman, never. Sandra Tanner. And here they are. And it's just so cool. By the way, folks, I do, while I'm thinking about it, I'm, uh, don't forget to enter the contest giveaway for the book by my good friend, Ronald Huggins of Gerald Sandra's. I'm gonna leave a link in the description. So if you wanna enter just uh, mormonbookreviews at gmail.com, make sure you put in the subject heading book contest. I think I'm gonna have my deadline for that August 31st. And hopefully I'll have Sandra on uh, soon. Um, <clears throat> so- I that I, book at Sunstone. Oh, you got a copy of the book at Sunstone? Okay, yeah, there, that was the cool thing is they, they're, the whole goal of that was signature because I was involved in, well, involved in the background, like they were really, really trying to make a major effort to get this thing out before Sunstone. And they didn't know if they were going to make it or not. And so just by the skin of their teeth, they were able to get that thing out there. So that was really cool. And they sent me- Are they able to get their signatures on it? Uh, yeah, so I got I got two copies. The one is the one that Signature sent me. And then the others ones with the signatures. So I'm, I'm just going to send out the one that don't have the signatures. You know. But but I figured I got an extra- Whenever I get an extra book like the Jonathan Neville, you help me with the drawing. So let's let's start there. So we finally get to meet at Mormon History Association. And first of all, you got to do the camera work for the book drawing for the Jonathan Neville books. Uh, what did it feel like to kind of be part of the channel? It was exciting. It was I was able to, you know, be up close and personal with uh, with what was going on. I remember hearing about the drawing and I remember chatting with you and saying, well, I'm not going to help unless I can get one of the books. Uh, and I was just kidding. <laughs> Make sure you draw my name. <laughs> but anyhow, yeah, so it was it was really exciting to um, 
be part of Mormon History Association. I had heard a little bit about it. And if I can say one thing about it is um, a year before I had started to become interested in Mormon history a little bit more. And um, I saw a book, and, and this is it, oh, yeah. Writing Mormon History mm -hmm. by uh, Joseph Geisner. Yep. And since I'm a Facebook investigator, so to speak, I collect people. <laughs> I caught a hold of Joe and I asked him about his book. And I said, tell me a little about your book because I'm thinking of buying it. So he told me a little bit about it. And he said, Gene, well, I'm going to do, and I want to ask him how much he got paid for being the editor of a book like this. And he said, well, they gave me a hardbound copy and a softbound copy. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send you the soft, my softbound oh. copy as long as you promise to read it. And so I said, I will. And a few days later, I got it in the mail and it took about a month to go through it all. But it's, um, it's really interesting. It has stories of uh, about 15 Mormon authors. Mm -hmm. What got them into it? Some people were scholars and it, they just talk about what got them into writing their, the book that they wanted to talk about. Some people were housewives and they were driving in northern Illinois and got lost in, into Wisconsin and saw a street called Mormon Way. Mm -hmm. And so why, what is Mormon Way doing in a side street in Wisconsin? Well, you can ask John Hijack that. He'll tell you. He lived on that yeah. street. <laughs> and so, so then uh, I think that was, uh, I think it was either Beverly Speak or something like that. And she um, ended up writing a book about the Strangites that moved after um, Joseph Smith's death to Wisconsin. Mm. And so she, she wanted to know more and she found stuff, but she found stuff that was all scattered. And she thought somebody needs to write a book about all this scattered stuff, just put into one book. So that's one way. And so it was really exciting to, you know, read all these um, stories. You know, yeah, it's very stressful. It's a good book. Joe sent me a copy, um, or had the publisher send me a copy, and I've been in touch with him. And eventually, I'm going to get him on. You know, I used right. to read a ton of books, but one little problem is once you start a YouTube channel about books, you don't have time to read them or listen to other podcasts because it's it's kind of come a full time job. But I've read a couple chapters of some of the authors I've had in my program. I think Daniel Stone, and uh, it's a good book. I highly recommend it. And I'll leave a link in the description uh, for that book. So this is cool, Gene. So you've been doing this deep dive in Mormon history. This is a kind of a personal thing. And again, it's yeah. interesting because I did a deep dive in Mormonism since I've been in like in high school. Never intended on doing a show. It just kind of happened on its own. And I've done all the research. I've done the 10,000 hours already. When are you going to start your channel? I don't know. Soon. <laughs> so uh, tell me uh, just overall so, yeah so so i talked to joe about it and i said it'll be nice to meet you i'm thinking about going to the mormon history association okay, and he cool. said oh you know what this year i can't make it and he said maybe you could be my eyes and ears you know and so so i decided to to go to the mormon history association so i drove all the way across nevada and while i was in nevada i called up joe and i said Hey, tell me what to expect. You know, at what, what, what do you, how do you want me to be your eyes and ears? You know, what, what do you want me to, to go see, and who do you want me to say hi to? So we chatted about that, and then we found out we had some, 
commonalities, like he was attending BYU the same time my future wife was attending BYU. And uh, we talked about restaurants in the area and different life style uh, experiences and living in Provo and things like that for a little while. So that was kind of fun. And so then I got to go to my first Mormon History Association uh, meeting. And uh, as a new member, there's something called the uh, New Members Breakfast. And I got to sit at Richard and Claudia Bushman's table. Of course, got to, you know, I forced my way in, kick somebody off. No, I didn't. But uh, that was so fun. So that's my first, you know, uh, geeky, geeking out, you know, on, on Mormon famous people. That's a good yeah. picture of Richard and Claudia having breakfast. <laughs> that is great. Yeah. That, and they're such wonderful people and they're so accessible. And uh, that's the one thing, folks, you know, Mormon History Association, just full of really nice people very interesting people and if you're really into mormonism man that's the place to go and that was great i'm just so happy for you that in some on some level you've kind of experienced some of what i've experienced that you've been able to that's talk right. to the authors the year before was yours first yeah. one right the year this was my second mha yeah. yeah and so so i got to tell him that i listened to his the audio book of rough stone rolling while i played solitaire no i didn't know that but i said <laughs> And I stayed awake for nearly entire, nearly the entire book. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> so yeah, he, he was a nice guy. Yeah, really nice. Very, very cool, cool folk. And so uh, anything else you want to talk about with Mormon History Association before we transition to Sunstone? Yeah, so the Mormon History Association events were, I'd say, a little bit more scholarly than, than Sunstone. Um, you know, they're... Um, I, I learned a lot. The theme was kind of on uh, learning more about uh, indigenous people in America and the Mormon interactions. Learned a little bit more about, um, I think it's Darren Smith, no. Darren Perry. Darren Perry talked about um, what the indigenous people learn about the Mormon interactions and it's uh, not a pretty sight for uh, they were mistreated um often that was a and rough so, presentation to go through it's it's really hard to hear those stories but they they need to be told yeah and so uh, i got to do other things i met you know presenters i got some of the authors from this book to sign todd oh, compton cool. and some others and um it was up in logan at utah state and so got to tour around the, the pretty area up there yeah John Dolin lived up there for a little while, and I can understand why you'd want to raise your family there. It's just got a great setting. And so, so anyway, my first uh, experience there, I got a lot of pictures, met, met a lot of people, made about 15 or 20 Facebook friends. That's great. Got to uh, be part of your book giveaway, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it was awesome. It was. It was fun. And I'm so glad you got to participate. And, and then it was really cool because, you know, it's it. I wasn't sure if you were going to be at Sunstone. I don't think so. When I saw you, I was like, oh yeah, of course, Gene's going to be there. It was really cool that you you came to that. And it turns out that you actually, at the last minute, became a volunteer for Sunstone. Maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So like the the weekend before Sunstone, I'd already 
decided to go, but uh, they posted something on the Facebook page that they needed another volunteer. So I talked to Grace Poole and she's um, the right-hand person for Lindsay Hanson Park. And she got me hooked up and she said, we'll show up at uh, five o'clock on Wednesday evening at the convention center. And so I thought, okay. And so interesting thing with that is they had an app this year where you log into the app and it shows you all the different things. You can connect with people. Mm -hmm. And so Wednesday morning, somebody wanted to go to tour um, Salt Lake, Temple Square. And I thought, well, I haven't been there in 30 years or something like that. So I might as well go and see the changes and see what's, what's happening. So I talked to her and I say, and it's right next to the convention center, right? Temple Square. Because I'm thinking that it's going to be at the Salt Palace area, you know, convention center. And she says, well, no, Sunstone's at the convention center in Sandy. So I was like, boy, it's a good thing I hooked up with you because... Otherwise, at five o'clock, I would have been in downtown Salt Lake instead of in Sandy. So we we tour the Beehive House. We uh, mm -hmm. talk to a couple sets of missionaries on Temple Ground, Temple Square. And we saw uh, somebody practicing uh, the tabernacle organ for a little while. Mm -hmm. And it was just a cool experience. So then um, I go to my assignment, meet Grace, meet Lindsay, um, my wife. Um, paints little three-inch square originals watercolors and uh, I handed one to Lindsay and took my picture with her and she thanked me a lot for it she thought you know it's so cool and I was able to give another one to um, uh, Natasha Helfer and I think I another person but I can't remember I think I gave one to Grace as well that's cool yeah Natasha's really cool I got to hang out with her one of the evenings and uh it was really, really awesome person. Good person to get to know. Yeah, so I got to um, hand out people who were coming in to uh, register or that already had registered, uh -huh. registered. So I got to hand them their name tags and I rifled through to see all the famous people's names and stuff <laughs> like that. And um, got to say hi to some people that were coming for the first time. And some people were my Facebook friends already. So I got to say, you know, hi to those people for in person for the first time. And then um, Brigham Young shows up. Yep. And uh, the person who played Brigham Young for the Under the Banner of Heaven show was there for the opening night kickoff um, presentation in Lindsay Hanson Park, interviewed him, and we heard all kinds of cool stories about his preparation, how the um, actors and actresses got together and discussed things that were happening in Mormonism and stuff like that. So was awesome yeah yeah and that so that's when i missed that evening because i was at an invite only dinner with sandra tanner's group where right. i got to speak with i wasn't person. invited yeah well it was a very exclusive <laughs> club here maybe I next sitting, year <laughs> i'm at this table and there's sandra tanner at the other table and then i'm sitting right next to radio free mormon john delin and we all spoke and it was really wild because i'm thinking i never imagined a year ago that I'd be one of those people who would be asked to speak. And Lynn Wilder spoke, I mean, who's who? And Allison and Jen did a fantastic right. you, job. You had to follow RFM? Yeah, I came right after him. Yep, I'm like, oh man, that's a hard act to follow, you know, which of course I- Did they I, record I that? What's that? Did they record that? Actually, they did. It's uh, a matter of fact, Allison sent me a link to watch it and I completely forgot about it. I got to watch it. We should it do the link to that too. 
Well, I don't think that uh, they want it to be public, so I'll have oh. to find out about that. But I think it was Get the idea right? was that this was kind of a closed meeting, intimate affair, not really like a, a big open public thing. So that I don't I, I think that was the intent. So that evening I got to do that. And of course, then Thursday is when I encountered you for the first full day of Sunstone and uh, really got a great reception from people. And I I want to talk about that too. Another great group of people. It's very diverse. So you got a lot of polygamists there, um, faithful Mormons, ex-Mormons, atheists, transgender, um, community of Christ. Community of Christ. Oh, of course, their community of Christ. Of course, big. You know, we, we, look what we got. You know, and they're <laughs> showing their the, the photograph. And oh yeah, that's there's more than one way to Mormon. That's right. And community of Christ is another as, aspect of that. So they had a cool. They're the cool kids table. Right. We're community of Christ. And look what we just found a picture of Joseph. Right. So that was really cool. And uh, but it was just uh, it's just a great event. You know, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. You know, it's it's kind of a mixture like you have RFM doing a magic show and then Thomas Murphy's re reading a paper that he presented down the hallway. You know, of course, I was torn which one to go to, but I promised RFM I'd go to his magic show. Um, but I went to the magic show because I didn't think that would sound very good on audio. <laughs> that's right good point and so that was uh that was fun to just interact and, and rfm you could just tell he loves that stuff he loves um being on stage and being a showman and uh <laughs> he's a real character i i i got to spend a lot of time with him um and he's just a fun fun dude i kind and of then, pestered him a little bit and i told him later that my level of pestering didn't even approach the love and respect i have for his show and what he does oh and it's cool to be able to say that to him and so let's just talk a little bit now about Lindsay Hansen Park, because I think that she's just a wonderful person. And I'm part of the reason I'm doing this special episode was I just thought I want to honor Lindsay for the work that she's done with the Year of Polygamy podcast, the fantastic job organizing Sunstone. And there were a lot of glitches that happened. You know, um, you know, like Emma, the, the the actress who played Emma Smith ended up being sick, and then they had an issue with the film projector at the movie night, and she just kept, just like you know, she just she was able to just keep her, just be absolutely on top of everything, wasn't wasn't rattled by any thing. She right. just total was able class. to total class, total class act, total class. And I just thought maybe why don't you just share a little bit of your your thoughts about Lindsay Hanson Park. So yeah, she, um, she um, welcomed me as a, you know, a volunteer, made me feel, you know, at home. And um, I would see her buzzing around the hallways at the con during the conference, trying to put out fires and meet and greet people and show maybe some of the speakers exactly where their presentation should be, ask if they need any help. And she did. She had to coordinate lots of helpers. There were lots of presenters and lots of, um, who are the people that introduced the presentations, the moderators and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And so they're, they just do a wonderful job with all the different things that are going on all at once. And Lindsay is right in the thick of all that. And I mentioned, uh, you know, Grace Poole helping with all those things. And there was another person, uh, a never Mormon was at the front desk almost every single second of the day. And um, let me see if I can give a shout out to her. Um, 
Well, as you're saying, as you're looking for that name, I'll just uh, talk about just how, you know, the staff were very friendly. Um, and uh, I thought that they did a really good job staying on top of things. And it was all basically a lot of volunteers. And uh, of course, I was a volunteer. Um, so I was able to um, get comped because I was the umpire at the softball game between the um, Exmos and uh, and uh, and the polygamists. Now, Leah Merritt, who's a evangelical Christian, she participated in the kickball tournament on the uh, Exmo <laughs> side. So, uh, and by the way, I want to give a shout out to Leah because, um, you know, of course, she, she's been on my program. She's like one of the few evangelical students at Brigham Young University, but she she drove me around. She uh, she saved me so much in Uber. I bought her dinner, out of appreciation for everything. And she is just really an awesome person. And just like us, kind of like just loads the geek out over Mormonism. So I want to give out a shout to to, to Leah. Uh, okay, who who did you need Cassandra, to give a shout out to? Cassandra Brumley. So she's never been Mormon. She sat at the front desk handing out um, uh, name tags, taking people's money, telling people you know where presentations we're going to be and handing out information selling selling shirts and it was pretty awesome so she like she went to sunstone she didn't go to any of the presentations but she just volunteered all that time and is so. she kind of a geek when it comes to mormonism too being in the evermo or not really she's um her family relocated from uh boston i think she grew up in like montana or wyoming or something like that and she just became friends with Grace, I think, and oh. she had time. And Grace said, "Okay, I'm going to take advantage of you. If you're going to right. offer yourself your services, um, I'll find a place for you." And so, so that was pretty awesome to see somebody who was, you know, not even really interested in Mormonism, but she was loving, helping people out. She was just a nice person, you know. Unfortunately, sometimes uh, we Mormons are taught, you know, like. If you're not a Mormon, you know, where will you go? What will you do? How will you teach your children to become good people? How will you have any morals? And there are billions of people that have great morals that aren't Mormons, aren't religious, aren't Christians. They're, you know, different faiths, different levels of beliefs. And humans are basically good. There's a few bad apples. <laughs> and now that sounds very Mormon name. there. Well, speaking of which, I do want to say, this is the note, and because getting back to Lindsay, she wrote you this, and I think this is really cool. And he gave me Gene's giving me permission to read this. Um, and this is from Lindsay Hansen Park to you, Gene Judson. I just wanted to reach out and let you know that I felt like you were in an absolutely critical, magical part of Sunstone this year. Having you there was pretty transformative, and we felt your energy and hard work, hard work all week. You are a gift of light and love, and it shows. Thanks again for showing up for us all and giving so much to us. We are lucky to know you. Thank you as well for the beautiful artwork, which we talked about your wife made. Get some rest, and I hope to see you again on another rotation around the sun. I like that term. Thank you so much for the beautiful art again. Well, that's really cool, Gene. Uh, what did it feel like just, to get something like that from her? That just shows what a class act yeah. Lindsay is all, all around. What a loving person, you know, caring, considerate. And it was... I wasn't expecting anything like that. I was expecting, hey, thanks for volunteering. You know, luckily you got to save $200 on your Sunstone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, 
but here, here she writes that. And I, and I responded back to her and I said, you know, if I was one tenth the person that you are, I would consider myself lucky. So. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Well, I wanted to ask you, uh, was there anything else about Sunstone you wanted to talk about? Um, just that it, it, I learned that it was, it was like anybody's Mormon story. A any kind of story there was. Um, I think it was something, the theme was many mansions. And there were a few um, lectures on, you know, different ways heaven is perceived, you know, mother in heaven, you know throughout history, um, different things, you know, that were religious. And then some people just had their stories to share. And it was amazing. And there were very emotional, um, raw presentations that were just like riveting. Um, I got my caricature drawn by Christina Freeman and she had just this amazing story. Um, uh, I'll never forget her um, presentation was number 161. And, um, you know, it just was amazing, raw. Here's my story. She has multiple personalities. And if you talk to her for about a paragraph's worth of conversation, all five personalities would come, come out. Even when she was drawing my caricature, she would um, talk in the different voices for the different characters. And, you know, somebody asked her in the presentation, did you have to um, like negotiate with all your um, alters, you know, to, to do this presentation? And, and other people said, you know, who wanted to be the artist? And uh, pretty much, I guess all of them went to the art school at BYU and, and got the training. And so, so I went around and I showed RFM my picture. And so he went and got his caricature done. I showed um, Sandra Tanner. She did. And uh, who would Rick Bennett was with her at the time. And Rick said, I'll pay for your caricature. And he bought like two or three other people's caricatures. <laughs> it was kind of fun. But yeah, the, the just all the amazing stories and all the wonderful people that were there. One other last thing is I think on day two or or I don't know, Friday, maybe I was getting lunch at uh, Carl's Jr. or something like that. And over off in the corner, there were um, five or six people chatting and I could hear somebody say, when I was a Mormon or, you know, the thing that got me out of the church. And so I finished my hamburger and I walked over and I go, am I hearing some anti-Mormon conversations going on here? And I was still wearing my uh, name tag and they say, Oh, we see your purple strap and name tag. We know where you've been. <laughs> so they were, they were um, Community of Christ members. And I said to them, if you have more than 100 ex-Mormon friends, I am probably, we are probably friends already. And so one of the ladies there looked up and she said, yep, we've been friends for six months. <laughs> <laughs> and so I got to see her again at the, and take my picture with her at the Community of Christ table. And it made me more interested in, in the community of Christ. Um, I saw Lachlan McKay there and got my picture taken with him. Mm -hmm. He's an apostle. Not very many people have their picture taken with an apostle. Mm -hmm. And I know he's been on your show lately with the Joseph Smith yep. um, daguerreotype. Mm -hmm. And so it's just awesome. And I saw, and that made me want to go on Sunday to his presentation yeah. at the community of Christ 
And uh, yeah, I saw you there. Yep. Yeah. So I got to meet more people, take more pictures. And it was just a just a wonderful experience there. And then I didn't realize it. I totally slipped my mind. I didn't realize after that you went to go meet Rebecca Bibliotheca and the Good Book Club had a dinner. I said, like, oh, shoot, I should have gotten out there. So I, I reached out to Rebecca and talked to her on the phone. The other day. I said, hey, I'm so sorry. I said, I would have come if I made the connection. But then I, can't, I started having symptoms of COVID the next day. So maybe it was better that I didn't show up anyhow. <laughs> that is good. So we met at the Brew and Chew in Provo for an afternoon. And it was, you know, 90 something degrees and we ate on the patio with not very much covering. So we all melted, but enjoyed <laughs> each other's company. And I had maybe one of the best breakfast burritos there mm. I've ever had. So it's good not to know. too bad. Shout out to them. And it was wonderful seeing the Good Book Club members and be able to talk and see each other in person and, you know, get to know a little bit more about each other. And uh and then, oh yeah, the very last thing that happened on uh, Saturday was the kickball that you yep. got to. And so I was hanging around and at first they at, at the um, front desk and Grace comes up to me and says, hey, can you uh, take some stuff over to the, the kickball? They, everybody's there, but they don't have their hats and shirts. So I oh. got to, my last thing, was to take the hats and shirts to the um, my last volunteer thing to the uh, kickball game and then the wonderful little dinner and I guess uh, trivia game that they had afterwards. That was fun too. Yeah, that was a blast. It was fun. And I wanted to say, a few, first of all, I'm gonna give a shout out real quick to Daniel Bryan Chance who wrote a book. It's a Western novel and it's about tra uh, trains and Brigham Young and day, day nights and um, I haven't read the book, but my neighbor who lives two houses down from me, he's he's got the copy and he loves Western novels. So I asked him to read it. And I'm, I'm, I actually told him, so why don't we have an, a special episode where you and I both interview Daniel? I just wanted to say that I got because he had asked me to take the book and he could sign it. And I said, listen, I, I, I'm very light on my carry on and I want to make sure I'm going to be getting books so I can't take your book. So last week I got in the mail a sticker saying, OK, place this on such and such page. In which, by the way, the page is written in um, Deseret Alphabet, and I got to ask him the translation of that. And so I went over to my neighbor and said, all right, I'm going to put this in here because he asked me to do that. I'm going to post a photograph of that today on my uh, Facebook page to acknowledge that and also acknowledge this interview. Um, there are so many people that I met that I, I couldn't list them all um, that came up to me, got pictures with me. And it was just really cool to kind of connect with the viewers, the fans, literally fans. It's weird having fans. But I just want to say it was a, it was a great experience. I want to give a shout out to Mormon History Association. You're awesome. I want to give a shout out to Sunstone and Lindsay Hanson Park and Grace Poole, who I got to meet. Wonderful person. I want to thank all the volunteers for all the work that they did. I want to thank Eugene for all the work that you did to help. I got a cap, so I'm glad I got I got one of the caps, and and that was because of you. I want to appreciate and honor you in addition to Lindsay and the rest of the crew. Uh, thank you for everything that you're doing, Gene. Uh, you're such a cool dude and. It was, it's really cool having you on the program. And I just want to finish up with, um, maybe just tell a little bit about your, your backstory. Talk a little bit about your journey over the course of the last seven years or so. Yeah, I mentioned that um, I hadn't read too much Mormon history. Um, a lot of the books that I read maybe were, you know, like the autobiography of Parley P. Pratt, which I gave to you at Mormon History. Uh, association and 
And that's the faithful promotion, you know, faith promoting stories of, of you know, his experiences. And then I, I got from a friend um, this book, William Henry Bigler. He was there, and it's, it's my friend's uh, great-great-grandfather. And William Henry Bigler's um, diary proved the exact date of the discovery of gold at Sutter's Mill. And so they just knew it happened at a certain time in the summer. Time frame, but they didn't have an exact date. And oh. because he recorded it in his journal, the uh, Bancroft History Association could, um, you know, isolate that specific day that gold was discovered. And so, and in this book, it was pretty amazing. It was the first things I, I ever um, read about that he had a mission to go collect tithing from the Mormon gold miners. I, our family had a cabin in the Sierras and we would see, you know, Mormon Hill or Mormon, you know, flats, you know, every now and then it was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And, and we wondered why, you know, that history was there. But there were, um, and, and then he also got sent on a mission to actually, uh, wasn't quite a mission, but they, some of the leaders of the church staked, a, staked him to go um, mine for them and, and bring back some gold for them. <laughs> <laughs> and that was interesting to, to find out. And it, and it started, it was my first experience with like a re real Mormon history because he, he also went on the, um, the Mormon battalion. That's how he got to California. And that was a march from, I think, uh, winter quarters throughout the Southwest. And they ended up in either Los Angeles or San Diego. And it talked about his experiences with um, that. And then, you know, going to work for Sutter and, you know, did the gold discovery and his different um, things he got to do. And so he, as an elderly person, got to go present to like the Bancroft History Association his time as a you know worker on the Sutter's Mill and the discovery of gold, they paid for his train out there you know to go to, to make the presentation and so he experienced something you know 150 years almost before you know I got to go to the Mormon History Association so that was kind of an exciting tie-in and so my story is basically that I grew up with uh, four brothers. My mom tried to help us, you know, get ready for church all the time. My dad was what was known as a Jack Mormon, baptized, um, only went so high in the priesthood that he um, couldn't assume any leadership roles, but he could, he, he, um, he smoked and he drank, but he uh, went on the wagon long enough to baptize me in 1967. And so, you know, that was an interesting experience, but then he fell off the wagon and went back to his sinful ways. And uh, he worked on the waterfront in, in Oakland and San Francisco. And um, so there was, you know, rough customers working there, <laughs> stevedores, stuff like that. And so, so anyway, my, my mom tried, she tried her best. And, um, and so I grew up with this kind of dual, my dad would joke about, you know, Mormons don't know how to park in the parking lot. And sometimes he would substitute moron for Mormon and stuff like that. And so I grew up with this kind of a sort of a loose, you know, California Mormon, you know, we, we, we would drink Coke even though, or, you know, Coca-Cola products, 
as it was okay, but we would hear at the same time at church, other people saying that they wouldn't drink it because of the caffeine. And so root beer was a uh, common the way my mom would say it because she grew up in Utah. <laughs> and that was our, our go-to drink, our soda. And then, but I, and I didn't go on a mission because I thought you had to be perfect, but I figured a way to um, answer the temple recommend questions and you know, live a good enough life for a little while in order to get married in the temple to my wife. Um, I had various callings, you know, in scouts and young men's and Sunday school teacher. And I was in the Sunday school presidency for a little while. And I, my highest calling, as they would say, would be executive secretary for the bishop. And so I get to go to the bishopric meetings. And you start to learn, you know, how the sausage is made. And, and it's not as miraculous as you think, everybody thinks, you know, the callings are from God and the bishops have, you know, uh, this spirit of discernment and ability to do God's will in their, in their congregation. And you just learn that it's a bunch of good people trying their best and they start every meeting with a prayer. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, then, um, I read, um, a chapter in this book. Okay um on lengthen your stride by spencer kimball okay yeah on blacks and the priesthood and what and i didn't have this book back then but um brigham young studies posted the um the full chapter and what's interesting is they have a um a dvd that has lots of source material and background information on the different chapters and i learned that um the issue with blacks in the priesthood was more an evolution of thought. And that by the time Spencer Kimball decided that the blacks should have the priesthood, I read between the lines that Spencer was basically saying to God, I'm old, I'm gonna give the blacks a priesthood. I'm gonna go and pray in the temple every day for two weeks. And if I'm still alive at the end of that, I'm gonna give them, I'm gonna assume that that's um, what your will is. And he was brave, you know, to do that. And it took, you know, meetings and, and uh, conversations with the Quorum of the Twelve in order to, you know, make that go forward in, in the way that they wanted. And it was a very business-like and corporate-like way that they um, executed the, um, the announcement. And there was some backstory about how there were pressures, external pressures. And as a Mormon, we're taught that um, it just got, was God's time, you know, for the change. But when you can see all the, the pressures and the, the lawsuits that were on the horizon and, and maybe a potential, the Carter administration might, was looking into taking the tax exempt status away. And so there's all these things that you don't hear about. You only hear about God is directing the church. And so that made me kind of wonder about things. And I thought, wow. God always loved the blacks. He always loved them. And it was just prejudice that they didn't have the priesthood. And that was around 2010. And it was the first time I gave myself permission to think that the leaders had been in error on something. And then I thought to myself, well, God always loved women. Women should have the priesthood. Um, and then I looked up that uh, community of Christ. Women held the priesthood since the mid 80s. And there were women apostles 
And that was just so eye-opening that, you know, how liberal and how, you know, loving that, that was. So I joined um, a little bit on the, uh, the movement that the women had, um, ordained women. Mm-hmm. And I did everything but post my um, profile on their page. I read more of their materials and I started getting into John DeLynn's Mormon stories. And he actually, at the time, was helping people to stay in the church. Mm -hmm. And so I actually, in 2013 and 14, stayed going, even though I had um, my disagreements with the leaders. And then um, Kate Kelly got excommunicated. John DeLynn got excommunicated. And I told my wife, I just can't go to a church that would excommunicate people for having their opinions and, and saying them, you know, instead of engaging them in thought. And, and using their own resources to, you know, discuss things openly. And so, so my wife faithfully attended for the next five years. And then COVID happened and gave me time for a deeper dive into Mormon history. And I got a chance to talk to Joe, got to read the, um, from John DeLynn, had uh, yeah. the Elders of Essays. And I read these. It, you know, and as first it was like, what are the gospel topics essays? How did I miss those, right? And it turns out that they were kind of released in secret, like the church wanted to be able to say, yeah, we know some problems in history, and we know some problems with our theology, and we will put that there, and that the instructions to the bishops were just like, if somebody's having questions, send them to the gospel topics essays, and there's a faithful presentation of all the problems, and maybe that'll help keep somebody in. And so then I heard the, the Hans Matson story, where he actually, there was a Swedish rescue, and that might have led to the release of the Gospel Topics essays, because Hans Matson found all these problems with church history. And so there was that. And then um, I got this book. Mormon History. Mormon History. And I heard, one thing I heard is Kathleen Melanakis mm-hmm. present to John DeLynn that, um, there you go. Yep, early evidence, uh, evidence. Of early, early evidence of counterfeiting. counterfeiting. Yep. I just and talked my personal, Yeah, my personal feeling is that she has these dots that she's connecting that are way, way far away from each other. So I don't get the connections necessarily, but the dots are amazing. The information that you get from it that, um, you know, Joseph Smith's brother Hiram attended um, a high school college prep that's right near um, one of the Ivy League type schools. And on their campus, they had a school of the prophets. Well, as a Mormon growing up, we think that God told Joseph Smith to do a school of the prophets. And that was the only place that existed on earth because the knowledge from God came. And so, so anyway, so I started thinking these amazing things, and I, and I told my wife, I'm so lonely with my, this information I had, because once I told her I believe women should get the priesthood, she didn't really want to talk about anti-Mormon stuff anymore. So we hadn't really talked about anti-Mormon stuff, except for every now and then I would throw out a question or something like that. And I said, I am so lonely with this new information I have. I just want you to um, know where I'm at. You can go to church, you can pay tithing, you can do your calling as Relief Society secretary, you can keep all that going, I don't care, 
but for my mental health, I need you to know what, what I know. And in one week, she um, stopped believing in the church's truth claims. And, but she was still duty-bound, duty and she stayed Relief Society secretary till the end of the year. She kept doing the Relief Society newsletter for the whole next year just because they couldn't find somebody to replace her. That's how awesome she is. And so, but yeah, so she finally joined me with uh, not going to church. And, uh, you know, it's, it's um, it was an amazing transformation because we had been struggling in our marriage here and there and, and different issues would come up, you know, and things weren't, you know, all that great all the time. But ha having her on the same page um, in, in faith was finally, um, you know, a way that we can connect and bond even even stronger. So now we go on walks and listen to Mormon stories or Mormon book reviews or RFM, depending on what the, the hottest topic is. And we go for walks in the neighborhoods. So we don't know if the neighbors all know what we're listening to, <laughs> but uh, it's just kind of fun to share in, in this experience. You know, Eugene, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the program and telling your story. And I really had the opportunity to, to also meet uh, and talk with Michelle. And you just said, I, I want to thank you for opening up uh, off camera. You guys really told me a lot of stuff, which was really, you know, uh, touching to hear. And, uh, you know, I just want to thank you for uh, being a fan, um, being a promoter of the channel. Um, I really, I really do appreciate you, Gene. And I want to thank you for coming on to share your thoughts on Sunstone, Mormon History Association, and tell a little bit about your story, which is uh, really cool. Thanks for sharing that with us today. Thanks for having me. I've been wanting to do something like this. I've been, I bought like six months ago a, you know, a vlogging kit, you know, with the ring light. Oh, yeah. You know, didn't, didn't buy a speaker or anything yet because I figured, you know, I could just use my laptop. Uh -huh. But uh, it's kind of a difficult leap to take, you know, to put yourself out there and, and to be public. But, you know, going to Mormon History Association, going to uh, Sunstone, seeing a bunch of really nice regular people that are doing um, awesome things. And it's just um, giving me some courage to be more open and, and honest about things. I tell people I don't post anti-Mormon things. I just post science, history, philosophy, and current events <laughs> and let the discussion flow. Well, you know, I just want to remind folks too that tomorrow night's episode, Friday, um, I'm going to be doing a special launch of Nathan Smith's a new YouTube channel. Uh, we interview a couple Mormon transhumanists. Uh, we do part one on my channel and then part two on Nathan's channel. And Gene, if you, when you decide to do something, if you ever do decide to, to launch something, whether it's a podcast or YouTube or vlog or whatever, you just let me know and I'll have you back on to kind of give it some fanfare and uh, we'll go from there. So Gene, thank you so right. much for coming on. Cross promotion is the way to go. Oh, I've been doing that since the beginning, dude. Even when I had just 100 subscribers, like, oh, I want to help him. He's got 50, you know, and that's just the kind of person I am. And uh, that's just, I like to help and promote people. And this is not, an, as you all know, it's not an anti-Mormon channel. One of the very first people I promoted was Robert of Book of Mormon Editions. And he comes on about every six months. We do Book of Mormon Geek Outs and we have a good time. And uh, he's a very faithful Mormon. And in this channel, you know, somebody criticized me the other day because they said, oh, you know, all these anti-stuff. And I, I did a quick count. I'm like, by far the group that I have on my channel are faithful LDS folk. That's the single largest group. I also have Christians, I have atheists, I have ex-Mormons, you name them, other branches of the restoration. 
but uh, but that the largest branch is more than represented uh, than just about any other group. And so this is not an anti-Mormon channel. Uh, I don't think, Gene, you consider yourself anti-Mormon. You're just at a, at a journey that you're at. I'm in a journey searching for truth. And that's where sh we Wherever should it lies. all be, right? We should all be in that journey. So, oh. uh, And since this is Mormon book reviews, yeah. uh, tell me, here's some books I've read. Mm -hmm. Have you had Spencer Joseph on? Joseph Smith for President, Spencer McBride. I haven't yet. I, got, I don't even have a copy of that. I don't think I have a copy of that yet. This was pretty good. I ran... Dan Vogel. Dan Vogel's Book of Mormon, Abraham Apologetics. Yep, I got that. That's a good one. I haven't finished that, but I've read parts of it. It's good stuff. Ben Park. Yeah, Benjamin Park, Kingdom of Nauvoo. That was my, uh, for the longest time, I had a photograph of that book as my uh, thumbnail for my channel. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Glass Looker, uh, the, uh, the uh, um, graphic novel by Mark Elwood, who's been on. That's a great book. All right. So I'm taking that over, sharing it with my wife. The Next Mormons by Jana Reese. Yeah, that's an interesting book. These last few books, I'm kind of all reading one chapter a day on just about. Recovering Agency by Luna <coughs> Lindsay, Lifting the Veil of the Mormon of Mormon Mind Control. Oh, who publishes that? I'm not familiar with that one. I think this is self-published. Oh, okay. Self-published, yeah. yeah. And then I'm, I've been reading this. Very interesting. H. Roberts. Who wrote Gary that one? That, are those writings of his? Yeah, so he did his own autobiography in the early 1930s. Oh. And it's, it's pretty amazing. He has some pretty amazing life experience stories early on. Later on, it gets to be one big promotion of himself about what a great politician he was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he kind of was against more the women vote. And so I've kind of, uh, he's less of my hero, but I do appreciate that he always um, was trying to put history out. I remember reading, I think it's called the documentary history of the church that he did. And I got a hold of that maybe 30 years ago and, mm. and read a little bit. So I, I've always um, held him as a, you know, high esteem for his historians, his, his historians work. And so, so anyway, and then when I went to Mormon History Association, my, the peace due to resistance or whatever it's called, was <laughs> meeting Sandra Tanner and getting um, the big red book. Mormonism unveiled well i know not uh, mormonism uh shadow or reality that's right and that's in, yeah. and that was the red book that was read in under the banner of heaven tv series and it was signed Got by sandra oh. tanner to sign it to both of us because i gave sandra um a picture from michelle as well oh yeah that's great that's awesome oh. so you get to get michelle, to these michelle makes me looks good yeah, she's, she's she's your calling card. She literally gives you something as a calling card. So that's so cool. Uh, boy, we well, we went a little longer than I expected, but that's fine. I like our, our interviews to be very organic and everything. And thank you for sharing all these books that you've been reading that have been kind of informing you. This is Mormon Book Reviews. So whenever somebody wants to put a book in front of the camera, by golly, you're going to be able to do that because that's what the, the books are still the center. All the people are in the center of the, of the show, but Mormon Book Reviews is in the title and we always have to honor the important role that books play in this journey as well. So anyway, folks, I'm so glad, Gene, that you came on um, and let's do something again down the road. I just want to remind my audience to don't forget to like and subscribe and hit the notification bell for when a new episode comes out and leave a link in the description for those of you who'd like to one buy merch at our store at uh, mormonbookreviews.com. Also, don't forget to enter the contest for the book giveaway, uh, deadline August 31st. Make sure you put in the subject line, um, book contest at mormonbookreviews at gmail.com. Send me your name and your address. 
Oh, don't forget, we're also on all the major podcast formats. Anthony's still, we're still a little behind, but we're going to get caught up in the next week or two with that. And I think that's about it. So just a reminder, folks, all the voices of the restoration will be heard on Mormon Book Reviews. Have a great day.